So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Welcome to this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace. And Sean. And we are coming at you with our review of episode 8 of series 11, The Witch Finders. Okay, so how do we say that one weird? I know, I was thinking yeah. about it, because the last few weeks it's always It'd been be like, weird. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't have one for that. No, it's just... They, they made it <laughs> a word that would make sense. Yeah, so... so we, we got nothing this week. <laughs> but before we get into our review of Witch Finders, we wanted to talk about basically our really awesome weekend last weekend. What did we do? Oh, you know, just took a small little trip, you know. It was not a small trip. <laughs> it was, so let's talk about that. So obviously you guys know, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about we went to Chicago TARDIS for the second year in a row. This time we actually drove together. Yes, Last time you got the sh- you got the better stick because you were already kind of there. Well, kind of relative to you, I was kind of <laughs> there. I was about two hours away last year, so this time we drove from around Nashville, Tennessee, all the way up to you know right there outside of Chicago. Lombard. Lombard. It's it's basically Chicago. It's right there. So the first the drive down, we decided to red eye it, you know, which means. Dr- <clears throat> Gosh, did we. Yeah, which means basically drive overnight. And we did that so we didn't miss anything during the Friday day. Yeah, because we knew we were going to leave Sunday, so right. we wanted to be there for Friday and Saturday. Right. If we would have left at like, let's even at like 6 or 7 in the morning on We'd Friday. We there at 4, 5, 6 in the afternoon. Right. So we drove down. It was, it was I would say the first five and a half, six hours of it weren't that bad. It was the end. Because on the way there, I drove the whole way. Right, right. Because that was your doing. You were tired. That was, and no sane person would give the keys to someone that goes, "I'm tired. I cannot keep my eyes open." <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so we uh, we get about an hour, hour and a half out. It's and, the worst. And I'm dying. Like I'm like like, imagine me, but just laid back, like one eye half open, the other one completely closed drool running down like i'm just trying so hard to stay awake and, and failing and he's not even driving sean is trying really really hard to stay awake but succeeding but he's like got that like hyper focused tense look where your both hands are on the steering wheel and you're hunched over it a little bit and you're like kind of driving with your chest on the steering wheel right almost. <laughs> right <laughs> so we arrive obviously we end up having to take at least like what, like a two, three hour nap just to yes, just to be able to function. But so this is this is the funny part too is that I, our plan was just to sleep in the car, save money. Well, we were gonna yeah, we we were gonna do whatever we could to save money. But I was so tired that when I walked into the hotel, I walked straight up to the counter and said, "I room for two nights," <laughs> and I just swiped my card. <laughs> yeah, so we we got a a a room. We were able to sleep for a few hours. Woke up and uh, Sean donned the 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 twelfth Doctor cosplay. I shaved my beard off. It was very sad about it, but <laughs> yeah, he donned the cosplay, and from then on out, it was we had a really really great time. It was a lot of fun, and we'll talk. I don't know. We'll, we'll save some of it for the end. Let's not give away all the surprises for Chicago Tardis because there's some really cool stuff that happened. Yeah, you know? yeah. So the the first day, you know, we were able to uh, get some autographs. You got. Some from Catherine Stewart. Catherine Stewart, Ingrid Oliver, uh, and uh, Pearl Mackey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pearl Mackey. There's other people there. Uh, Tony Cullen. uh, Tony Curran. Curran. And then uh, Ian McNeese. And uh, what was the guy's name that played Dorian? Right. I kept forgetting his name. but I He was there, too. Yeah. So Ian McNeese played 
uh, Winston, Winston. Yeah. you know, Winston Churchill, and the uh, he was cool in series six of Doctor Who. Yeah, nice, nice guy. We kept seeing him around. He was, uh, he just, was yeah, he was just rolling around. Didn't he was just talking to anyone? Right, right. He, so he was really nice. We were able to see some old friends. Yeah, uh, we were there, and all of a sudden, Sean just got bombarded. Yep. And uh, you took a lot of pictures. We put some of those pictures on the Facebook page, so yeah. you check that out: facebook.com slash GBS Podcast. I, I I say it so often on this podcast. I really do. Your cosplay is so good that it makes me mad. Yeah, I had a... I don't remember who it was, but I had a lady down there be like, you know what? You have, like, the best 12th Doctor cosplay, and you're not even old. I know. That was a big one. So there was a thing they did <laughs> on Friday night. It was like a costume cavalcade where it wasn't a contest. Just, it just kind of showed off costumes throughout the era's... People that were dressed in certain eras of Doctor Who, like First Doctor, Second Doctor, all the way through to, you know, you know 13th. Right. And you didn't want to do it. I, of course, I never want to do those things. But I made you do it. As always. And one of the things they said they wanted to write on the, like, oh. you had to fill out a form. <laughs> and it was like, tell us something about your costume. And I was like, yeah, right. and, and Sean was just like, whatever, I'm the doctor. That I'm the doctor. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So I wrote down on there, and I wrote down, oh, yes. That is his real hair. Cause we got, a I got asked that, or we got asked that a lot. Yeah, and, everyone and, kept and coming, coming up, up to and you. wanting to touch my hair and be like, "Is that your real hair?" And I'm like, "Yes, it is my real hair." Well, how did you gray it? Oh well, what did it look like before? And I showed them the picture, <laughs> right, of like that morning, and they were like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's the same person." <laughs> yeah, so everyone <laughs> was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that's your real hair." So we did that uh, Friday. Afterwards, we went to a don't. So Blank dance yeah, don't party. Yeah, no blank dance party, which was a lot. Uh, I have to say, it was a lot better than last year's. Right. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves. Uh, we, like I said, we had ran into some old friends. Made and, some new ones. Right, right. We just had a really good time, and uh, played Doctor Who: Cards Against Humanity. Right. It's like one of my favorite games. We I did, look forward to that every year. When yeah, we there. yeah. We did play that. That was really, really fun. And then that was Friday. Yeah, that was Friday. Saturday. Woke up, I ended up going to a panel. Yeah, for a Mackie panel. I was dead to the world for Yeah, you were really Which tired. was like I said, was weird because like I got to the room at eight. I went to do some stuff, got up to the room at eight, back to the room at eight. Yeah. And I was like, Hey Jace, what's up, man? I laid down in bed and was like, Hey, get up, we gotta go do something. Yeah, you were dead. And I was, I was dead. until like dead. dude. So it unlike me, usually what Sean just just you know, what he described is what happens to me, not him. Yeah, I I'm the know sleepy what one who yeah. who sleeps in. And, I'm and, the one that wakes up and goes, "Come on, we got stuff to do." Right. So I was doing that to him. He didn't want to go. So I ended up going to the Pearl Mackey panel by myself, which she's so charming, really, really yeah, cool. Really cool. Uh, I liked her a lot, and uh, that was interesting to you know to be able to sit down and uh, listen to her talk. I wish there was a way. Some you know at some point in the future. This podcast is going to be able to do panels and things like yeah, that. Absolutely. Believe it or not, we're working on it. I would love to be able to broadcast some of these interviews. Yeah, with you guys. get some of these people's interviews and just talk to them. You know, because you find you can find out a lot about who they are in general outside of Doctor Who when you go to these panels. You know, and uh, I mean it was the same way with Ingrid Oliver when we were talking, listening right. to her stuff. We learned you learned so much about them as a person. Yeah, that, that we did. Also, later <clears throat> in the day, we were able to hear Ingrid Oliver's panel. Yeah. And that one, you actually went with me, and she plays Osgood. Very, very different person than that character. Oh, yeah. Very, very different person. And she's also very charming. Like, very, very nice. And I, I, <laughs> I, I would love to see her come back, because I, I do love that character, but... I think, yeah, I think she could, and it would just be... It would be interesting to see, because I think there's some characters back from other episodes, like, you know, Lethbridge Stewart, any of these... You're talking about Kate? Yeah, Kate, and then Osgood, and then even like Strax and Jenny and Madame Vastra, we could, I mean, they they could easily always, mesh in. They could bring them back. I don't think they will. Ah, gosh, I know, but... But I've been wrong before. Jenny, so. Madame Vastra, and Strax were the best. Yeah, the Potter Nasser gang. The yeah, other really, they, really they need to have their own little thing. Like their own audio adventures or something. Right, I think they do. Do I you think, think they have their I own? I think they do, but... Anyways, sorry. Yeah, it was, it was really cool to see. She's really, really nice. She was ta telling stories about... 
like after her first appearance in the 50th anniversary special she was like i'm never gonna be yeah she's like i'm never coming back and then she did and then after that she's like okay I'm, I'm, i'm really never coming back they killed me off and then she came back again yeah and I remember it was funny because she was like, typically, when, you, when as an actor, you find out if you get it. She actually brought up something really, really interesting to me, which I, I, th- I think makes sense if you're an actor. Mm-hmm. Is when you go into an, inter- an audition or an interview, the minute you leave the room, you forget about that one. You assume you didn't get it. And you just go right. on with your life. Right, right. You know? They do so many auditions and there's yeah. Yeah, it's all and she goes, and She goes, nine out of ten times, you're not going to get the part. So, and I thought it was really interesting, you know. And she was talking about how... She interviewed or auditioned for that part, and it went like three weeks, and she didn't hear anything. And she was like, typically you find out within like a day or two if you got something. And so she was like, okay, I didn't get it. So she moved on. And then she got the call like three weeks later that she had got the part. And she was like, they kept doing that to me. Like, I wouldn't find out that I was I was bringing brought back or I got the role until like a day before shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was finding <laughs> out really late. And she, of course, she talked about the scarf and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was that. Remember that little kid asking the questions about the scarf. That little kid was great. There was a kid who who blew blew everyone everyone's away. mind hole. Yeah. He, he had a. He, he asked her about the scarf and goes, "Do you think Osgood, what was it, knew this uh, the significance of the scarf?" And right. That way, and it, he he goes, "I have a fan theory of how she got it." And, and everyone's like, ah, okay, ah, okay. Whatever, this kid's like, whatever. what, maybe 11, like, Yeah, 12, 10, maybe. 11, yeah. something like that. And uh, so here you go, kid, plug. Uh, but he he said, my fan, my theory is that when the doctor regenerated uh, from the fourth to the fifth, unit confiscated the scarf and put it in the Black Archives. Mm-hmm. And since she works with the Black Archives, she found it and put it on and started and wore it. And everyone was just like, what? Whoa. Yeah, well, whoa. Because <laughs> he was talking about how, of course, when the Doctor regenerated from the fourth Doctor to the fifth mm-hmm. Doctor, Unit was there, yeah. which is true. So they They probably... could have 100% took, take, taken his scarf or whatever and right. vaulted it. Right. And we were just like, like whoa. Everyone in the audience just started clapping for this yeah, kid. Like, like, it was the greatest thing. Yeah, he, it, was, it was really cool. So... Later in the day, we, we did some more things. We watched uh, the, the official costume contest. That was really cool. A lot. You know, and I did it last year, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, this year, the costumes were insane. Um, a friend of ours that we met down there, Matt, he ended up winning Best in Show. And yeah. he had the greatest. He made it all by himself, man. Right. And it was insane. I wish I could remember the, what those characters were called, but they were from the episode Rings of Akaten. They were the... The guardians, basically, of the Queen of Years. Yeah. Like, they, remember, they end up, they're in the tomb of Grandfather, quote-unquote, uh-huh. and they had that little, those, like, sonic blasts or whatever. Yep. And he made it himself, and I, it was indistinguishable from the show. No, he was, it was phenomenal. He absolutely deserved best in show. Matt and, Gilbert, I think. Yeah, is Matt Gilbert. Name. Yeah, so plug, That's Matt. Um, so Matt Gilbert, we're giving you a plug. Awesome, if you dude. can find him somewhere, check out his cosplays. He's really, so good because really last year he came as Newt, as um, Commander from uh, Harry Potter, and was yeah. He could have impeccable. been that actor. Impeccable. Yeah, like it's just it was ridiculous. He did so, a really good job. And yeah, so we saw we saw him later on that night. When we went to another party. Um, right. So later in the night, we went to a themed sixties party. party. It was awesome. Um, we played that game. What do you what do you call that? Where you put the thing on your head? And you have to guess it. Oh, I, 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 there's a it's there's a, there's heads a up. Heads, maybe some, we're gonna say heads up. So something like that. But they always have categories. Like they have themed ones like Doctor Who, New Who, Classic Who, and then they have like challenging ones that are just anything. But they had a lot of '60s ones this time. And if you anyone knows me, I am very very bad at trivia or guessing games. Right. I am the worst. So we do the '60s theme. Everybody puts it on their head or whatever. I get one. I look over at Jace and go, "Am I getting this?" He goes, "Not a chance in heck." Yeah, there was so. no, there's no way. And I know you well enough to know. Like, I would see a card and be like, "Yeah, there's no chance." But you ended up getting one, nailing one. It was like a '60s theme, and uh, you got Dolly Parton, and you nailed it like in three yes. questions. Well, it's because well, I can't give. I have to give credit to uh, Catherine because she she was like, I was like, look, I, the Rolling Stones magazine. That's the one I missed. I right. could not, I couldn't, they, they gave me all three words, basically, and I just couldn't put it together. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stone magazine, I couldn't do it. But 
I was like, I'm a country boy. I was like, I wasn't, I mean, I guess technically I should maybe know a little bit of Rolling Stones, but I'm not that kind of country boy. I'm strict country music, you know, for the most part. Right. And I was like, like Dolly Parton and stuff like that. And then Catherine comes over, sticks one on my head that was a challenge card and goes, you better not miss this one. And that was like an ultimate hint. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, do I have to deal with country music? And they were like, yes. My male, no. Did I sing Jolene? Yes, in yeah. my Dolly Parton. Like, <laughs> yeah, there really was not. You just knew the perfect questions to ask. Yeah. So we had a really great time at that party, and then it was a little fun. After that, we were like, all right, let's go to this other party. So we went down. It was like a karaoke, British rock, yeah, cyber karaoke Yoki type of thing. Whatever. It was. It was actually a lot of fun too. And uh, so we, we went on. to that. Yeah, go ahead. Tell. Yeah. So this is what <laughs> we're all building towards. So we're at the party. We're having a good time. Uh, everyone's singing karaoke. Very first thing we notice is our friends, uh, Catherine and Katrina, are dressed as... Uh, oh, we missed that part. We didn't tell them that. Yeah, yeah. They uh, were about the Missy and Master. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were dressed as Missy and the John Sims Master. Yeah. And they're a married couple. Yeah, they're a married couple. And it, it was funny because when, I fir- when we first got there, they were like, Sean, we have a surprise for you this weekend. And I go, yeah. okay, cool. And we, uh, we'll come back to the dance party here in a second. This is just a funny little story. So that night, that morning that I just didn't want to move... Uh, Jace comes back up to the room and goes, uh, you, you need to come downstairs. Uh, Catherine and Katrina have something for you. And I'm like, oh gosh, okay. So I get up, reluctantly get dressed. Right. Get in my costume, do my hair, which takes like 20 minutes. Right. You know, and go downstairs. And the minute I cross that corner, they just run up. Boom, Missy. And the they were so Master. excited. And I just they were so died to because show Catherine was Michelle Gomez. Oh, she nailed that it. Moment. it. She nailed it. It was crazy how good that was well katrina's master was really good too and like i would say she no, actually both really good she actually gives me kind of inspiration in a way because her how she is as a person like outside mm-hmm. of those cosplays you would never think she would pull those characters off but she does she totally oh, yeah. does like the, the, david tennant uh john sims master she, uh, does, she does she does jamie mm-hmm. uh yeah she does a lot they both do you know right. and it's they're really, they're they're really cool people. They're like two of my most favorite people on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I, the, I, they love you. You love them. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, we're at this party. Like I said, uh, she's uh, Katrina is dressed as Jamie. You know, that's the second Doctor companion. <clears throat> yeah. All of a sudden, we're at the party. Fraser Hines walks up, who played Jamie. Yeah. In Doctor Who, he's also d- does audio adventures as the, the, the second, second Doctor. Doctor. It just starts dancing with. Katrina and Catherine. Well, just all hanging yeah, out just, with all of us. And just, just having a good time. And, and we were like, whoa. Not even two seconds later, I look to my right. And I'm actually off to the side a little bit right now. I think I was grabbing a drink. I was off to the side. And I look up and I'm like, holy cow. And I like, uh, a friend of ours, Tina looks over. And I go, and I point because you're freaking out about Fraser Hines. And I have you look to your right. And it was both Tony and Pearl Mackey just chilling there. Yeah, so Tony Curran is at this party yeah. now. And uh, if you don't know who that is, he played Vincent Van Gogh in Vincent and the Doctor, which yeah. obviously that's one of the greatest episodes of Doctor Who ever. It's a really good episode. So I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then, of course, Pearl Mackey's there, who's Bill Potts. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, I, I looked at Sean, and I was like, and here's the other thing about this party, is it wasn't a big party. No, it wasn't at all. It wasn't like we saw them at a party of like 500 people. Like maybe Maybe forty people there. Forty or less. Yeah, or less. It was just it was, but it was crazy. They, they kept getting up and doing karaoke with right. like with like fans and stuff right. like that. And they got up and they did a song from one of my one of my favorite shows. I'm sorry, one of my favorite movies, uh, musicals is Grease. And oh they, right. And they got up and did a song from Grease. Right. And I about lost my mind. Right. Having them both on stage doing right. that song, I was like, it, where am I? Right. Yeah. So it was really cool. Here's where we come to the debated topic. Right, and that's Sean leaves. You know he goes. Oh, goes to it never bed. happened. I it didn't happen. I stayed behind. Screenshot or it didn't happen. Well, no, that was the other cool thing about this party is like everyone, no one was like fanboying or fangirling yeah, yeah, yeah. to them. Like everyone was, no one was pulling out phones and like. Well, that's you know, my one rule. Anytime I see a celebrity, I have one rule. Is I, I which I I hate myself for having the rule. But I appreciate them 
So, I, I was like, if I see a celebrity somewhere, because I've run into celebrities that I love, oh, I love like country right. music, Jason Aldean and them, and I go, it's, it's nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. And, or I don't say anything to them at all. I go, oh, look, here, here they are. I don't go fangirl or run up to them and try to get a photo or an autograph or right. anything like that. Because, you know, they get that all the time. Let them have that one moment. Right. You know? And that was the, the, it was like everyone pretty much at this party universally agreed that they were just going to be cool. Yeah. It's like, hey, nice to meet you. Cool, cool. Like, um, no one was, you know, it, it, was, it was good. It was super cool. Yeah. I ended up, after Sean left, singing a song with a few other people and Pearl. He disputes that that never happens. He didn't do it. I say that it did. There is no proof of it. No, zero. And that's another thing is like I guess you could you could call us out on this or this whole party and say <laughs> Yeah, I guess that is and we can't we can't well, I have photographs I have photographs from Chicago Tardis that they posted on Instagram and Facebook of us at that party. So Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, well there is proof. Yeah. So we were I there. I didn't know that. I tagged myself in them. We were I, there. Yeah. So, <laughs> So anyway, it was a really great night, and it was mind-blowing, and obviously something I never expected would happen. So then, after that, we, you know, we go to bed, we wake up, we, we wake up, and we go to get ready to, like, go do some more stuff Sunday, and Sean was like, ah, oh, we, we probably should really go. Oh, yeah, because, well, we have a seven and a half hour drive home, and they're supposed to get snow, right. and it's Chicago. Right. I don't want to be stuck in that snow. Right. Okay. It ended up you being right because I, I was like, no, let's stay. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then so we had to leave a little early on Sunday. Oh, goodness. And that drive was the most miserable drive I've so ever done. We got up. So I was going to let I was gonna let Jay sleep for a couple hours. And we, when we got to the halfway mark, we would swap over and let he would drive the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Well, we were supposed to get home. But we were supposed to get back home at like 7, and, uh, 7 at night. So 7 p.m. We were supposed to get home at 7 p.m. Because, you know, GPS on tells you right, your travel distance. Right, time ETA. Yeah, and it's typically really, really good at that. Well, lo and behold, Jace is asleep, and I am in traffic going 19 miles an hour on the interstate for 140 miles. It was miserable. So we didn't get home till like, 10 o'clock. Yeah, and added it added like three hours to our almost, drive. Almost three hours to our drive, so it was, it was pretty miserable. But we found out later... That you made the right call, yeah. because according to one of our friends, Tina, who they was up there, basically had a blizzard up there. It was a blizzard, yeah. So we, we made it. We barely made it out. So we had a really great time at Chicago Tars. We got some cool memorabilia. We got yeah, some good artwork. We got some autographs. We met some great people. Uh, we do have some. You know, we we've talked about it before. We still haven't done a Rosa episode. Right. Uh, yeah, we're 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 doing that episode. Hopefully this week we're gonna get it for you guys. But we got some interviews. From people. That's right. what we wanted. That's what we were waiting on to get opinions from other people before we put this episode together. Right. You know, we've talked about the Rose episode a bunch, and it was cool to be able to actually talk to people briefly. We talked to a few people briefly uh, about their opinions on it, and we're going to play those for you in the next episode with a. While we also give our commentary on what we thought mm-hmm. of the episode, while mm-hmm. also talking about kind of what they felt and certain things maybe they brought to our attention that we didn't think of. Right, right. But. Enough about our weekend. Enough about that. It's time for this week's Doctor News. Well, I've got some news for you, dudes. All right, everyone. So, Doctor News. What we're gonna do this week is gonna be go a little quicker. We're gonna have like a little shorter Doctor News because really not a whole super lot out there, but there is one big one we kind of wanna kind of right, wanna hit. Right. And we spent a lot of time talking about Chicago Tardis, so we kind of wanna get on. We still have a review to do. So, a couple things that happened uh, over the past couple days. We actually lost two actors back from the uh, classic Who days. Right. Um, we lost Andrew Burt, who w- played during the Fifth Doctor's era. Um, I think he was in episode uh, Terminus. You might know more about that or Story yeah, Terminus. Yeah, I don't know the Fifth Doctor story back in the day. Yeah, uh, don't I? I feel bad. I don't particularly remember the character, but I do, yeah, yeah. I do know what uh, story that is. And then, of course, we lost uh, George A. Cooper. He made ninety three. Man, like. You make it that far in life, you've lived a good one. Yeah, you've lived a great life. I believe he... I can't remember. Because these are old people. I I should have literally looked them up beforehand. Um, He appeared in Doctor Who playing Cherub in the first Doctor Story, The Smugglers? Yeah, yeah. That was a really long time ago. Yeah, I mean, first Doctor, obviously. I don't... But uh, 93, man, that's just... 
Yeah. Seriously, you lived a great life at that point. Like Kevin Smith says, a big bucket of win. Yeah, big bucket of win. There you go. That's a good one. Obviously, you know, we're going to talk about the Witchfinders. We all, I like to do always kind of do like the pre-final numbers viewing figures. Again, I'm not going to go over the number because that's going to change, but they still are sitting around 28% this time. So I'm still okay with that. 28% of the viewing, viewing audience. audience for that weekend. I'm still okay with that. I still would like to hit the 30 mark. But as long as we don't drop below like the 26, I'm okay. So it means it's consistent. We're consistently keeping the same amount of audience each week. Right. Yeah, That. I mean, that's true. It's just a, depends on how many people are actually watching television or not. It's true. And, uh, you know, Kerblam, though, you know, which you, you really, really enjoyed. Yeah. So. It had 7.46 million viewers. So I think it, it was ninth that week, uh, that weekend. Overall. Overall. Um, I don't know what that would be in terms of percentage. For the audience or anything like that but i'm assuming probably still around 28 yeah it's, it's it stayed right in that range but it, it, they got an appreciation index score of 81 so that's actually one of the higher scores one. yeah of course now i don't know if we've ever talked about this but a lot of these episodes for this series of doctor who have scored higher on that appreciation index with female viewers so yeah i noticed the that. scoring is higher with female viewers you think that's just because there's a female doctor or is there something about it appealing more to a female audience rather than just a female doctor? That's a deep question. Yeah. Not something... We might I, be able to have a whole episode on that. Yeah, I think that... I mean, it, it, it has to have some effect. Yeah. Maybe it's marginal. I don't know. I'm not going to blame that. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, of course women are yeah, liking yeah, yeah, it yeah. because the doctor's female. Because, I mean... It, just because the doctor would be male wouldn't make me like want to watch it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think my more. I don't yeah I don't think my uh, like for the show has changed any from male to female doctor. I think I still like the show just the same. I haven't stopped like, liking it less or liked it more. You know, but it has again, no yeah, impact. It has no impact for me. For me, no, it doesn't have any impact for me. But the big story. Yes. There's, so there's one big thing. So we all know now that we're getting a uh, a New Year's Day. Special, not a Christmas not, not special, a spe but one day later, or not one day later, but one like a week, week later. later. Um, getting a week later episode, so um, it's not really that big a deal. It's cu I'm curious to see how it goes because with New Year's now, we can have like fireworks everywhere, which they have an image of. Y'all can see all that. Um, there's fireworks all over the place. It could. T there's a whole different story that could be told there. But the big news that we want to talk about, mm -hmm. and I want to know your opinion on it, yeah. is we see the Doctor with a scarf. Again. Right, everyone's talking about that. Now, it's not as crazy as Fours, as Tom Baker's scarf. Not no. as long, but it's still very, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say 13-esque, but there's a, I feel like there's something there in that scarf, you know, the way they, the colors are in it, you know what right. I mean? I, I feel like I, I know what you're getting at. Well, to talk about the scarf first, obviously it has no real impact on the story or anything, Something that someone said to me at the convention we were at this weekend was that, you know, we as Doctor Who fans tend to get a little upset about things that really have no no, no bearing on what the story actually is. So you say people are getting mad that she's wearing a scarf? Well, there's some people are... a doctor with a scarf? Some people are getting mad. Uh, I'm in the, the, the camp of... I would... If... I would say I'm closer to indifferent than anything else. Yeah. But I probably skew more towards a, like, hey, leave that alone. That's the fourth Doctor's thing. I got you. But there are people who are ecstatic. They're like, oh, yeah. Bring, they're, they're very, very happy. The colors in it obviously leads you to believe that maybe it's some kind of, like, um, tribute to gay rights or something mm -hmm. like that. I, I, I don't know if it is or isn't. I mean, people said that about the the shirt. shirt. Yeah, and I don't, I don't believe the shirt is from I don't uh, that at all. I think it's just I don't, I'm just I'm not gonna say just a graphic tee, but it's I just, mean, if it, it's just it, a t-shirt. If it, if that's what it's doing, I don't really have a problem. No, with me it. neither at like, all. Does her in the photo though? There's a photo uh, for that New Year's. Does her jacket look a little different to you? To me, it looks just a little. Different I think color. the lines and on the lines on it. Yeah, different. is that what it is? I think the Maybe lines I just haven't aren't noticed. Kind of looked at a still photo of her her in the coat in a long time, mm -hmm. but. I don't know. It just looked a little different to me. Yeah, but uh, like I said, it, it it might be just a one-off. I'd be really interested to see, like, if they kept that around, like the different variations of it, or like something. It, like if they kept the scarf around. Oh, okay. Like I, I would probably be more inclined to be like, hey, like, come on now. It was the same thing when I saw the the episode 
Kerblam. Yeah. Where it was like she put the fez on, and obviously I thought that was really cool at first. But, but then you're I was, like, do not keep that on. And I was like, no, that's my yeah. doctor's thing. You 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 don't touch that. Funny enough, when we saw how many, I would say over half of the cosplayers. There's a lot of 13s at Chicago Tardis, and yes, a good amount of them had fezes. Right. And bubble wrap. Yeah, and bubble wrap. Yeah. Very quickly did that catch on. Now, there was something you and I, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, and you were talking about the episode synopsis. Yes, for the for the New Year's Day special. That was weird. I almost said Christmas special. New Year's Day special. It's, it's hard to, yeah, <laughs> it's hard yeah, to, yeah. It's hard to convert. But... Because something we were talking about, and I kind of wanted to bring up, is that you, there's all that those rumors that someone, one of these companions is going to leave um, at the end of the Series 11. Mm-hmm. Well, it it's obvious in the synopsis that there is no one exiting at the end of Series 11 unless they leave in this special because the BBC has confirmed that Jodie Whittaker, Tossin Cole, Bradley Walsh, and Mandip Gill will be appearing in the New Year's Day special. Right. So that means that no one has left. Unless they leave in this special. Right. So, the, yeah, everyone's assuming, well, okay, the, the, everyone's sticking around, like, yeah. the, the, according to that synopsis. Well, Series 12 cast hasn't been confirmed, so someone could still leave. Right, but they're at least going to make it in that episode. Make it to that episode. My counter-argument to that is this. They could very easily lie. Like, I, I, I feel like that if I were writing... Cause, this official synopsis, right? Yeah, but is, they, they can lie, but they have photographs. Like, I mean, there's a photograph right now that we're looking at of right. all four of them, obviously right. during that New Year's Day special. Right. Ick. Doctor Who is Doctor Who. I know. Man. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, that's pretty solid right now. Remember how quote unquote Bill was in Twice Upon a Time? It's true. It wasn't really Bill. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. But she was, I mean, at least the actor, actor. Okay, was in fair it. enough. The actors are coming back. Yes. But we don't exactly know what's going to happen with these characters. I I do think you're right. I do think they're going to stick around. I do think that. But um, the characters, I mean, the actors, of course, are. I just, you know, I Doctor Who can always kind of trick you a little bit. It's true. And, and, I mean, we, yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm curious. I do. Th- I do personally feel one of them needs to leave at the end of this series mm-hmm. and bring it down to just two, maybe even just one. I don't know. But what bothers me is that the person I want to stay is more likely the one that would go. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but so that's really all I have for Dr. News. So like I said, some big stuff talking about the New Year's Day special, but I think it's time for us to kind of move on and get to the you know our review of uh, Witchfinders. Yeah. So let's jump in. Uh, as we do every time, we, we go through and we talk about each character and how we feel about them and how the story uh, evolved. And in this one, kind of... We'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. <laughs> so, uh, first, let's talk about the Doctor. Yeah, man, the Doctor. So, uh, I think we've been talking... You and I have talked about it. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but we may have. Uh, how I've I wanted the, the her being a female to kind of... Play into Play it. into her being the doctor to where it, it doesn't work right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I, I don't know if those words the, are the, the, the story now that she's given obstacles because yes, of being a female, because being and a woman. during this witch trial, we saw that. Yeah, we yeah. saw that. And it was, it was great to me because we, they, what was it? The, uh, witch finder general, general yeah. the witch finder general shows it to the female on the psychic paper. Right. Says witch finder general shows it to, the king. King. And he goes, Witchfinder General's assistant. You must be the Witchfinder General. A female can't be the Witchfinder General. Right. And she, he just kept stopping her every time he she wanted to talk. He was like, right. you, you need to... No. I'm talking to your... So, it's... it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting that, uh, in the sense that... Firstly, obviously, we know that the Doctor has been a man before. Yeah. So it adds another layer to it. Obviously, discrimination based on genders is ignorant and ridiculous but that time period then that time period i mean they obviously they tackled racism and stuff later yeah. earlier on in the season so for them to do that in this t- context i felt was really really a, a cool narrative no, yeah structure. i really thought it was good and it was like i said the fact that the doctor had been a man before added a whole new because she even says it, she's like, wow to, being a woman is tough kind of she was right, like wow yeah. 
Like it, it, it was, it was really interesting, and it added a dynamic to the episode for sure. And the doctor, throughout this episode, I felt Jody's performance was great as always. Uh, but in terms of what you've seen from past episodes, because you've you've kind of said that Kerblam was like kind of like a turning point almost for you. You said that, mm-hmm. but then we had the next episode. Uh, what do you? How do you feel? Are you going? Are you becoming more of a Jody fan, or are you still kind of? Well, she's doing okay. I would say that is she becoming a doctor finally for you, or is she? Yeah, moving I was, still kind of in the like not really quite there for you. I, I do feel like she's come out of the, the shell a little bit. Okay. I do feel that this this episode, and I, I've said this before about how earlier episodes of the show, this a series, didn't quite feel like Doctor Who. And this episode felt like Doctor Who to me, and I do feel like she is the Doctor. Obviously, she's the Doctor, right? I feel it. I know what you're, I know what you're saying. And her, her performance was really great. There was like parts of it where there was a one-on-one with the character King James mm-hmm. where they were talking, and I really felt in that moment, it was like, like that's the Doctor, you know? That, that Are you talking about when she was... Tied up. Tied up. Right, right. I actually really liked that little, kind of like that little monologue she had there. It was actually really good. It was kind of like a Doctor-esque mm-hmm. little monologue. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the king, but at that moment for her, because that was very Doctor-ish, trying to convince someone that they're on the wrong path, and they right. need to make the drastic decision, decision mm-hmm. to, to make the right choice. But it failed. The only thing that still seems kind of lacking for me with the 13th Doctor, mm-hmm. I do think that the 13th Doctor definitely has the whimsical nature of the Doctor down. I feel like she has the... Oh, the, apple bobbing. I love apple bobbing. Right, yeah, that, the, the inquisitive nature of the Doctor, and I, I feel like she definitely has the, the sometimes commanding presence of the Doctor. But what I love about the commanding presence, I'm, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta hop on that because I actually wanted to bring that up, is the, the commanding presence that I've seen in like Kerblam and then in this, where she's like, I am the Doctor, blah, 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 blah. You, we're gonna do it this way. And then in this episode, she like, I am... She's like yeah. patting herself. I was like, oh, buckets. And it goes through her jacket. And it was kind of like a whimsical. She was trying to be serious. Right. And then had to be like, oh, crap. And he grabbed the... Right. The, the, uh, and that's de- that's definitely the doctor. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. doctor. The only thing that feels missing is that dark... Like, you know, the doctor is not necessarily uh, a, a dark person, but he can be. Yeah, and, the and doctor with, could be. With, We've seen it. With her... I still, like, haven't seen that side of her. Even, I mean, you you look back to every version of the Doctor. It's like the Doctor sometimes has plans, and he doesn't have to let you know them. And he's... I mean, we've seen, yeah, like, let's, you know, uh, David Tennant, for instance. Mm-hmm. We had the episode where, you know, he uh, he basically was like, I am Time Lord Victorious. Right, right. You know, and then Matt Smith, we had, you know... You know, demons run when a good man goes to war. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Peter Capaldi, we saw with we saw a lot, uh, a of, lot of that, where yeah. he's just like, like the, the in, into the Daleks throws the guy the thing, he dies. He's like, I couldn't save him. He was gonna, he was gonna go. Not everybody can make it. Right. And but that was the, you haven't seen that in with Jody. Is that what you're saying? You haven't seen right. that kind of darker esque side. Right. And that, I feel like that's a crucial part of what Doctor Who is. Is that this, you know, th- this being the Doctor is someone who's walked through time. And someone who, you know, has a, a different perspective on everything. And the Doctor is, you know, is always more kind than he, than he is cruel. Mm-hmm. And with her, it seems like she's almost all kind, no cruel. Well, it could be. Maybe that's just this regeneration of the Doctor, you know. it's She's trying to be just right. a good and, person. Right. You know, with no dark Right. I mean, thoughts. we even saw that with the, you know, they were... They say they were ducking the yeah. witches. I, I I kept thinking like, are you trying to say dunking? No, ducking. But but I guess ducking. that's a. Yeah. So I've never heard it used in that way. <sighs> but there was a character that was being ducked, and this apparently is, you know, as far as the doctor was concerned, was a, a piece of history that was not to be altered. Yeah, and but, she says that. But then she she's the one that tries to alter it. So I think it's just this doctor's personality. Cause you know, the doctor has a different personality every time. He she regenerates, and 
I think this personality is one that just doesn't like pain and suffering, so she can't help yeah, but get involved. And that's what I was talking about. You know, she definitely has the empathetic, the the the. But some other doctors, like you said in the past, could go. We can't. We gotta right, go. Right. We. You know. We move on. Talking about the companions. Uh, let's talk about Graham. We'll talk about Graham. Graham is just great. Bradley Walsh is so he's good. so good. He is like I. He is phenomenal. There okay, was... they the, and he got the hat. I don't even care. I, yeah. I can literally just talk about the hat. He wore the hat. Yeah, the entire episode basically. Even that when he lost really it, good. puts it back on. And he definitely has, he has that side of himself where he's he's really charming yes. and, and witty, and he, he's almost like, he's almost like the audience's voice yeah kind of way yeah um because there's a moment and you know we can get to it when we talk about the full synopsis too but there's a moment where he's like oh obviously it's like of course it would be that right right you know (laughs) he's always basically he adds levity to every situation Mm -hmm. you know he takes he takes in his role very well like when he when the king is like you must be the witch master general or witch finder general he's like oh yeah. yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kind of just kind of goes it. Right, right. Goes with the flow. Right, but right. But does it very like whims. I don't know what's the word I want to use there. I was gonna say whimsical, but um, it's funny in a in a way the way he does it. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He's he's witty. He's yeah, you go witty. witty. Witty's a better word. But uh, then we also have Ryan. Ryan kind of. There was a lot going on with oh, Ryan. Poor Ryan, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let you you take over, Ryan. You you you, you go for it. So Ryan, obviously, at first is just kind of there to help Graham try to solve the situation of, you know, preventing some more people from, from dying and everything. Yeah, and no one more of the, dunking. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Ryan when we get to King James. So, so Yaz... We're just going to lump, lump them in together? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So Yaz, just... Yeah, okay, yeah. Yaz, in this episode, because I, I brought this up to you. While we were watching it. While yeah. we were watching it. It's like they're... Mi- they can't flesh out all these characters, okay? We've talked about it before. There's too many characters. It's hard to flesh them out all at once. But it's like they've turned Yaz into... Uh, what's the word I want to look for? A very independent companion. I don't know if that's the right way right. to phrase that. Where oh, she's yeah. always the one that goes out and finds these things. Like, hey, we're going to go do this. Yaz, you go do this. She's really... Uh, I would say the characteristic that's really fleshed out the most for her in the, throughout this series... Is her compassion? Yeah, and that's it's. It, but it plays like a. We saw it. It we in the past couple of episodes. She's always solo in the episode, doing her own thing, and catches up later with the right. group. So right. I think that's actually a very creative way for them to kind of flesh out a character, but not focus so much on their story. Right. If that makes sense. Have you noticed too? The doctor really lets the companions run off now. Yeah. Like they really are. They have a lot of independent freedom. They do, and, but I think it's because of this. This doctor in general considers them her best friends you know and she's kind of like they say the line what is it it's a very flat flat team structure team string structure yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh they said that actually a couple times in there right. and the doctor even at the end was like yeah it's a very flat team structure <laughs> <laughs> right but so yes i think in the past couple of episodes has had a very important role in the episodes and i think it's actually working for her character because mm-hmm. i've called her the least interesting character this series so far and i'm not saying now she's perfect but I think it's helping. In my we're, mind, it's helping lead her in the right way. Yeah, we're definitely getting more out of her in the last few episodes than we have previously. Mm-hmm. Even in, I would say, even in the episode with her, her family. We had a couple with her family, right? Or the the uh, uh, demons of Punjab. No, no, she, she oh, really got. I would say got flushed out, but there was a lot in her that episode. Yeah. But it was arachnids in the UK. I think. Yeah, arachnids in the UK. Whether you met her family and yeah. everything, where I was like, okay, you know, there's not. There wasn't much change in her there but we have seen it change throughout this series so then we move on to the 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 characters specific to this episode the first one we kind of meet is becca savage yeah becca uh we can kind of lump i think we should let becca and willa together because we do find out that they were family cousins right i think and uh very interesting becca i actually thought becca was an interesting character up until the very 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 end of the episode well, yeah, because in the beginning, it's obviously, like, they're doing kind of, like, here in America, the Salem witch trial Yeah, just their, their, their version of it. People, You know, she's the kind of in charge of the village here, and she's the one ordering these, quote-unquote, witches to be... Isn't, isn't it just 
stupid. I said this during the episode. Isn't that just flawed logic? If we do this ducking and you die, you're innocent. Mm-hmm. But if you live, you're a witch and we'll kill you anyways. Right. I mean, obviously, the it, it, the episode even plays it out that she was using... It's a, it's a scapegoat type tactic. No, it was. Yeah, she was... We find out that she's trying to get rid... You know, the whole, the whole thing about that time was Satan and villages and stuff like that, you know. Which... She was trying to purge See, and here's, Satan. And here's the thing people, you know, don't maybe think about or realize. Obviously, we live in the Western society now is a lot different than it used to be. Now, we, laws, you know, law and religion are very much separate. Back then, they were very mm-hmm. intertwined. Yeah, like, they were very, very, very You know, religion was basically law and like... The law was, the law was always, had a basis of religion in it. Right. So... You know, for someone to say, like, obviously, she being the authority figure, slash the 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 word uh, the mistress of the land, I guess. Yeah, they say. they said it during the episode, and I don't know what it what it was. Right, she the landowner or something like that. Right, she is the voice, basically, of God to them. Yeah, and it's it's a really powerful thing, and. Becca obviously is doing this, and we you immediately get a bad vibe from her because she's murdering people. Yeah, you do, and you know we she murders Willow's grandmother right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. It kind of set everything in motion, and she tries to do the same thing to Willa, you know, and they're cousins, and you get the idea that uh, Willa and Willa's talking about how they were family and they were all really close, and then all of a sudden she just. Right. Started doing all this. And you're like, okay, all of a sudden. So something's happened. Something happened. Right. Yeah, something's happened. And because uh, it's when they go into Becca's room mm-hmm. and they see like all this stuff, like all these handkerchiefs. Um, you're like, why does someone need so many handkerchiefs for one person? So you probably were like, all, all these handkerchiefs or whatever. And I'm like, who really needs that many? You know? I and then they, you get the axe too under the bed. And you're, you get that sense of what she's trying to protect herself from. Right, definitely with the axe. The handkerchief thing didn't really register to you. It registered to me as anything. It made me question something. Right, I, and it, I mean, obviously, writing one on one, you hang a gun on the wall. You yeah, it is. Yeah. It. The, if she comments on the handkerchiefs, it's going to play a part. But you know, Becca obviously is hiding something. It's yeah. obvious. And then we meet King James the First, played by Alan the Cummings. Great. Right. Wow. This was a great character. Yeah, he was a definitely a great character. Very uh, peculiar. Peculiar. Is that the word you're going to yeah, go with? Peculiar. peculiar. Okay, so I guess uh, segue into talking well, about the He's not what you're, you you would expect. No, like, no, not at all. But it's funny because of his interactions with uh, Ryan and what was the, his bodyguard? Alfonso. Name? Alfonso. Right. He's like, uh, what was he saying? Oh, man. Uh, how did he describe Alfonso? My protector or my... Uh, Wow, dang! There was a word that used to just made me laugh because, like, when Ryan kind of saves him right. later on, he says something like "my protector," and it was it made me laugh. Ah, I can't remember it right now. Right, I, I can't. Oh, it's so good though. But, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's obviously he he really enjoyed that his, character, uh, Alfonso. Yeah, he he mm-hmm. had he had uh feel he not feelings he uh was rather fond of Alfonso. Right. And then <laughs> he they meet Ryan and then he becomes very enamored with Ryan. Like he even like my Niger- Nubian, my Nubian prince. Yeah, my Nubian prince. Like he's very obviously attracted to Ryan. Asks him to stay and everything. Yeah, even at the end of the episode he offers <laughs> offers Ryan t- to stay with him. And what's interesting about this ca- character is he, you know, like I said he's very very peculiar and dynamic in the way that he spoke and interact but he's also talking about things that are very dark and twisted yeah because he said he's a he's a a, a, uh he's what's the word i'm looking for i can't think of the word he's a pro when it comes to satan i'm just gonna say it that way like he's very knowledgeable in the ways of satan he was chosen by god right he's like i'm the god's chosen ruler Ruler. and the the, satan's greatest enemy and he's talking about torture devices and body parts and things like that in but in a very like cheery manner like like, oh we got this do you have one of these it's my second it's my uh my my spare spare. yeah and but what i kind of want to bring back that area where i was talking about the doctor earlier where she was trying to convince him 
that she wasn't a witch and that he's doing things wrong and he needs to realize that these right. people aren't witches. And you kind of get that sense in his eyes, like maybe he's about to change and set the doctor free. And then he goes, I don't know what you are, but we're going to find out. And then calls everyone in. Still well, to, 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 that was the, I, I, I see what you're getting at yeah. in the sense that. The doctor typically can convince people that they're right. wrong. Right. Well, it's either one way or the other, right? Yeah. Like you convince, like normally the doctor would do a speech like that and maybe bring them around or they would have that conversation and then it would send that character, you know, even further, further away. The deep end. This but, way he kind of was just like, yeah, it just kind of made him question it. Like he, he still was like, obviously, you know, didn't understand everything that was happening. Yeah. But. And I guess, cause his thing was, he wants to know the makings of the world. He wants to know how everything in the world works. And the doctor was like, you can't just like basically said, you can't just jump to the end. You got to focus on the, Mysteries, mysteries of, your of the heart, heart right. first, and it, like you said, it kind of made him question. And then when the doctor gets ducked or whatever, he kind of is like, "Ryan's like, you please, you please stop." So Ryan is, I think, the one that actually convinces him because you know he had a thing for Ryan, convinces him to bring the doctor up and say it was, it was time, whatever, you know. Right. So. Yeah, and great character though. <laughs> yeah, he was. He did a really outstanding job in his performance, and then it was it was interesting that this character. Because he, I would say overall, I mean, he's a bad guy, right? It's not, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, he wasn't a great I mean, person. And it's mean. obviously a historical figure in hit, you know, in English history. Yeah, a real person that existed. So he can't. I don't think they could have. They they could have found a way around it, but they they I, I didn't think they were gonna kill him off. But it was like someone who probably deserved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was. I thought it was well done, and I really liked his character. Now, do we do we have to talk about? them do we have to can all we just right. stop there so that, uh, up until that point i will say this all right so it was great yeah so we enjoyed the episode very much up until one part and i'm sure this is I, it, it has to be universal it yeah it has to really be how everyone's feeling about it so the first two-thirds of this episode we was I, I, great i was, I was really interested we were hooked right we were watching it going oh this is this is it right so the the doctor gets ducked Comes out right, you know, drops a funny little line about uh, getting out of chains and, and yeah, water yeah. with Houdini. Houdini. is like a very watery weekend with Houdini. Right, and uh, <laughs> then it's essentially, you know, has a a dialogue with Becca to the point so that you know, obviously there was those the mud had something yeah, the mud, in it. Yeah, we that was reanimating people, the dead people, and, and they were trying to kill. It was trying to get Willa and them. It was trying to take over Willa and them, and so like you, fill their bodies up. So you get this sense like there's a real witch around, you know, or, that's, that's or what it, something. In my mind, it was like, oh, there's gonna be a real witch. Like they're doing these witch trials, and maybe Becca is like the real witch, because then she starts to have like this stuff come out of her eye, and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is it. Something's happening. Right, and like I didn't necessarily think it would be like a witch in like our in our understanding of what a witch was, but you know, Doctor Who has done in the past where. We have a certain mythological character like the devil or yeah, something yeah. like that, where the show kind of explains it in a in a somewhat scientific way, and that's what I was thinking was going on here, and I guess it did. But boy, what a terrible, terrible reveal! So Becca reveals that she had chopped down a tree that she didn't like, it and was then was obstructing her view, and then she was pricked. By something. By something, and then was infected. And it, she could feel it, like, inside her. She called it Satan. She could feel Satan inside of her, and she let Satan in or whatever. And she kept trying to do all these things to... Point the finger at other people, well, right? Well, fix it, and she asked uh, Willa's grandmother for help, because she was a healer. She mm -hmm. did medicine and stuff like that. And when it didn't, none of it worked, she started, yeah, she started pointing fingers at everyone else to try to, I guess, cleanse maybe it out of her. Mm. and do God's work, so to speak, you know, yeah. and ends up, the reason she kills Willa's grandmother is because she knew what was going on with Becca. Right. And it's so, yeah, we get this, whatever. Really big build up. Build up, and then you get Becca kind of on the ground after the doctor gets done, and the king is there and everything else, and everyone's kind of there watching this, and all these people, all the mud people come up mm. with the axe and everything else to Becca and... You see Becca turn into this thing. 
Yeah, so there, it, it, she becomes the, the reveal Morax. of the villain. The real villain was the Morax, right? Who were which this doesn't make any sense to me. Were was locked under the earth in a tree prison. In a tree prison, the tree like you find out that the tree that they were ducking people on was actually a uh, alien technology. It was a cyber. It was a cyber technology. And that they were. They were beings that were could I guess can fill other people and well they say they did say that they were brought down when they were in prison were brought down to their most basic form right so I think the mud people were the basic form and the Morax Becca was like the their queen, real form like yeah the queen like, or yeah whatever. and so they try to get the king out the Morax king to take over that just, king and it was just it was so bad it okay really like was. it. The episode up until that point of the reveal of the villain was good. Was great. The villain itself. Okay, so I'm I'm sorry. This is this is my representation of the episode. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is awesome. This is great. This is great. This is great. Yeah, it just it, it just, just went right down. It the was toilet. so bad. Like, so they they. they uh, they reveal it, and then even the way that the the, the doctor Marx, yeah. and them take care of it was just kind of like so so uninteresting. So they take pieces of the wood and the wood light it on fire, and but it's it like keeps them at bay. And then the doctor just runs up to the tree trunk and just sticks it in there. Yeah, and just like oh, all right, We're guys, good. I activated the prison yeah. again. And everyone's and I good. Just, it was it was really really bad. And the Morax was just a horrible looking design right, villain. Right. It was it was horrible. I'm sorry. I, actually, I have to say, I think that that was the worst designed villain of the series so far. Yeah, I think it, it's better than the Stenza. Yeah, I mean, worse than the Stenza. Yeah, it was it was not interesting in any way. It felt like a complete cop out. I, I it almost felt like they were writing it, and then they were like, "Where?" I'm. They ran out of ideas almost. I really think that they could have. I don't know. I'm not going to say what I think of the what I. I've kind of already said what I thought the episode should have been. You should have had some sort of like witchy type thing there maybe you know i don't know but it could have the morax was just i know they're trying to bring new villains into this into the series because you know chris jimno did say that's what he's doing going to use new villains but man you got to come up with an interesting one because you have really yet to have me an interesting villain i mean the kablam episode that was actually pretty interesting yeah but but it wasn't even really a villain it was just a dude right it was just one guy yeah but this was just bad on a scale of one to five jelly babies for the villain itself i'm giving like a 0.5 yeah, I would agree with that. Point two five. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. So talking about jelly babies, yeah. let's let's go ahead and give our verdict here. Uh, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Because you tend to be on the lower scale than me. Right. I I want to give the episode credit for. Well, yeah, the episode itself. I mean, a majority of that episode was great. Like I I want to give it credit for most of it. Like most of it was good. You, so yeah. I might give it a higher score than I, than I normally would, I guess, based on the ending. Well, it, do it, it this way. This is this is how this is how I would hard. Rate, this is how I rate the episode because, give it if the episode was would have continued on the same path of the first two thirds, what would you have gotten it, given it, and then take away a third of what you just gave it. Okay, that's the mathematical way of looking at it. <laughs> so I probably would have, if it would have stayed on maybe a, a, a 4.5. Really? 4.25 maybe. Okay, well then now take away a third of that. Yeah, so I guess 2.75 somewhere in there. Well, we'll, we'll do this. How about this? No, nah, 2. Point, no, you're taking away half of it doing that that way. You're gonna, it's going to be like a 3.75 is what you're going to end up No, doing. no, yeah. no, 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 not a 3.75. Yeah, if you're going to give it a 4.5, a third of that... Yeah, you take yeah. subtract would be about a three point seven five. Yeah, okay. I can't. I can't give it that high of a score. So let's <laughs> just say three. Let's say three. I'll okay, give it you're a gonna three. give it a three. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Yeah, it's. It was. It, now, I it would have been a lot higher, honestly. Right. A, a lot higher. Like I probably would have given it like a four point like six or something. Mm-hmm. But the villain really, really took away the steam. Right. Of that episode, like it just any momentum that that episode had died the minute Becca turned into the Morax. Right, it just crushed me. Right, it was, it was, it was really bad, and, and I, I know we keep saying that. It just it blew my mind how I, I, I don't know how they thought 
that that would have been a shocking or interesting reveal. Maybe they I mean, could have made the character design better. Like, why keep the hair of the person you just took over in the clothes? Like, okay, you melt all this stuff off and blah blah blah, and you turn it into like this thing. Maybe it could have been more interesting. But I, I honestly don't know. Like, it was so bad. Right. I can't. I don't. I, I honestly think we should count how many times we've said bad. And yeah, it, it was it was not it was not good. So there it is. There's our review of the Witchfinders. It was an episode that had good great potential, great potential until and, the reveal of it, and then it just kind squandered of went, it. Yeah, it went right down the toilet, like but you said. Well, I think we're slowly getting in the right direction now. If we can just consistently, right, we've keep, got keep the momentum. We've got two more episodes here, so it's a, the season's about over. Yeah, it's, it is true. I'm gonna have to do some really big thinking when we do a series overall review i'm gonna need to probably watch a couple of them again and really think about how i think of the series as a whole right right tell us what you think head on over to anchor.fm slash doctor who you can leave us voice messages one of the things that i wanted to bring up you know before we get into the mm-hmm. uh the end of the show is we were talking about this on the way back from the convention this weekend mm-hmm. which was a cosplay for me yeah if y'all have any ideas yeah, right. i've tried I think he would make a great Nardole, but he does, he won't he doesn't like Nardole, so I he won't, won't do he won't it. do it. I won't do but it. his thing was he wanted to do something that complements my twelve. I went through every villain and every character in all of those series, and he said no to all of them. I I just need a a a, a be John Hurt. That would be good, I guess, but that's not necessarily. You could keep a little bit of your beard and everything. I think you make a good war doctor. That's not a terrible idea. It's not. It's not. But let us know. Send a. Send us some of your ideas. You can do that either through facebook.com slash gbspodcast or, like we said, you can head on over to anchor.fm slash Doctor Who. That's where you can also donate to the show as well, so help us out here. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> we want to get you know better stuff for you guys, so we can make the shows better for you guys. Um, not that we're not trying to do it ourselves. It's just every little bit helps. Um, to those of y'all that have already donated, you guys are lifesavers. Right, right. So, But I think it's time, right? Yeah. It's this time for this uh, week's Classic Clip of the Week. I am Group Marshal Stike. Commander of the Ninth Sontaran Battle Group. Long way from the war, aren't you, Stike? Going badly, is it? On the contrary. And thanks to the information you've just given me, I shall be back in time for the crucial battle. My money is still on the Rutans. Into the machine. Time, Lord. Why? Oh, of course. You don't really expect me to give the Sontarans... The power of unlimited time travel, do you? Oh, do it. Or your comrade dies. Get in! Satisfied? So, the machine is now primed. Yes. Excellent. I shall now execute your comrade. Wait! Now that's why you Santarans have no allies. You can't be trusted. We have no need of allies. Santaran might is invincible. A Time Lord! Impossible. How could the Time Lords have traced us? It's the truth! I did not do this to myself! The Doctor's companion at the space station had a knife like that. Doctor! Jamie! There you are, Jamie.
come a long way for you. Naturally. Don't expect any thanks. I think someone's coming. Uh, too late! Upstairs. Extemporize. Uh, boom. There it was. Or snap. There it was. Get out of my house. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I guess. So that was the uh, Six Doctors era with a special appearance by someone we saw this weekend, Fraser Hines. Yeah. Who plays Jamie. And then, it's of so course, much different looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but so is Colin Baker. It's true, yeah. And I yeah. would say Colin Baker looks very, different. very different yeah, from yeah. this scene. And then, obviously, we got an appearance by the late, great Patrick Troughton. And... Uh, I love this clip because, firstly, it was. I just wanted to pick something kind of pertinent to what we did this weekend. Me, yeah, you know, with Fraser Hines and stuff there. And then the other thing with, about this clip that I really enjoy is you can almost see the friendship between Colin and Patrick. Uh, they were they were really good friends off set, and they really enjoyed poking fun at each other, especially Pat. Pat would make fun of Colin so much. Like, yeah. There's some, some great stuff out there. Even the... I, I also like the second Doctor's line in this, you know. Which, no, wait, I can't, well, when you were talking about when the sixth said, I, I came a long way for you, and he was like, well, naturally. And he's like, naturally, don't expect any thanks. Like, yeah. Of course you came back for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so utterly second Doctor. Yeah. You can tell uh, this was just a few short years before... Patrick died. You can kind of see it too. His hair was gray, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a little older. Obviously, Jamie looked a lot older too. Mm-hmm. But it was a great little episode, the two doctors, and something also that I wanted to bring up. I told you this story over the weekend. Was there was a it was like a KTLA or like a PBS interview where they were talking, interviewing Patrick Troughton, and this was years after he left Doctor Who. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, mean, I know what you're. I know what you're saying now. And he was being interviewed, and they were gonna finish the interview and lead into an episode of Doctor Who starring Colin Baker. And the the interviewer said that, and he was like, he was like, so all right, guys, blah blah blah, we're gonna have an episode of Doctor Who starring Colin Baker. And then Patrick just grabs the mic, and goes, Miss Piggy. <laughs> like, like, why did you call him Miss Piggy? He's like, well, because he's, you know, fat. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and he, Colin, at that point was not, but he was maybe one of the bigger yeah, actors yeah, yeah. who ever played the role. That's really funny. So I, I, I like just, to mention how the, in this episode how the Santarans are a million times different because yeah. obviously, you know, makeup and the ability to do certain things is vastly different in today. But they're taller and. You know, you can tell the mask is just, it, the headpiece is really a mask, and the real person's talking through the mouthpiece, right? Or whatever. You can see the difference, a huge difference there from these little short potato-looking guys we have now. Right? Yeah, they're 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 a lot different. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this week's episode of GBS. My name is Jace, and I'm Sean, and we are hopping in our Tardises, and we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>